Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in house in the Central Division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude NWI Steve, and we are here to recap the Chicago White Sox victory over the Minnesota Twins 13 to 8. Before we do that, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So give us a five star rating and review because that shit is cool and tough. Steve, I love. I love the intro that Tony made because in the intro, you're talking about how we need to get through the twins. And and this episode has just been deemed destroying the twins is cool and tough. And that's exactly what the Sox did tonight, man. How you doing? Hey, yo, Buzz. I am doing very well, my man. It's always nice to go out there and get a series win against those shitbags from Minnesota. Absolutely is, man. What a what a jam-packed game here. I mean, Sox put up 13 runs. You know, uh, offense is flowing. This is the fourth straight game, I believe it was, of over nine runs being – or nine or more runs being scored. Sox are just feeling it offensively, which is just absolutely awesome. Who would have thought, too? Uh, because I, back to our episode together with the Luis Robert thing, us hanging our heads low like, man, they got to find some offense somewhere. And the guy that was in center field tonight uh, playing in place of Luis Robert and Billy Hamilton almost hits for a damn cycle. Shout out our dude, Bruhan Luke, because that's his guy. So I have to shout him out real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was just a – what a game all around, man. Uh, initial thoughts from this one, brother. This really was a little bit of an interesting game here. Um, you know, as you mentioned when we talked during the Luis Robert episode, we talked about the need to kind of get some of the more established guys up and going here, talking about needing Jose Abreu to step up. Yes, Bonnie Grandal needing to step up. Well, I don't know if people have been paying attention here for the last four or five games, but uh, Jose Abreu, he's getting hot. So the rest of the American League better look out. Yes, back-to-back games now, hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Added that with the walks. You love to see that. And like you said, Billy Hamilton, who I think had more hard hit balls tonight than Nick Magical's had in his life. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't. You're going to make me I went there. Very I went there. <laughs> okay. You do what you got to do, brother. Okay. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Yeah. No, it was absolutely awesome. It's awesome to see uh, Yaz hit two homers in two days here. He walks twice again tonight. Um, obviously he had a home run, like you pointed out. Um, another guy I want to throw out there real quick, Tim Anderson, two hits tonight, you know, Yoan Makata, two hits tonight, Abreu, who you pointed out two hits tonight, B- Billy Hamilton had four hits tonight. Jesus H. Um, and shout out to Andrew Vaughn for his first home run, his first home run in the major leagues. And it was really awesome. Cause we have our group chat. 
um, our text group with uh, me, you, and Nani, the Socks on Tap crew, and you know we're picking our picks to click today. And I gotta I gotta give a little dap to myself here, a little pats on the back because I, I did say that Vaughn's going deep off that dork JA happen. He made it happen. You you deserve that pat on the back there, Buzz. Yeah, that was uh, really awesome to see Andrew Vaughn finally put one over the wall there. I know Stone has uh, definitely been been talking about this for a while, saying that uh, he's getting close. And hey, shout out to my guy Frank the K. I agree. Suck it, Mauer. Always a good day to to throw one of those hashtags out there. So hey, good to see you, Frank. Good to hear from you. Um, but you know, th- this team really had a really nice offensive approach up there at the play today. We really saw early on here looking fastballs away, taking them into right field, and then. If the if Hap was trying to challenge them inside, guys turning and burning on them because we know J.A. Hap's not a guy that's got premium velocity here, so he's not going to blow the ball by you. But so the guys they were really letting the ball get deep on him, taking that fastball to right, and then when he was making mistakes inside, they were pounding him. So really solid offensive approach here tonight from the, from the team. Uh, you really like to see that, and just like I said, a very well balanced attack one through nine. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. Um, you know, we'll get into some of the scoring here, Steve. So the first top of the first inning, our friend and foe, I shouldn't have said friend, fuck that guy. Nelson Cruz is just a White Sox killer, my man. White Sox killer. He he cranks one out off of Dallas Keuchel in the top of the first there. 423 feet is how far he hit that damn thing. So Sox go down one nothing pretty much immediately. Um Tim Anderson comes up. He starts off the socks in the bottom of the first with a single. Mickey hits into a double play. Mankata comes up. I believe he gets the second on a double. Abreu comes up. He he triples. And uh, he was humping it around that corner, too. And there was a little bit of concern with Abreu because he went to go make a catch near the net um, and kind of jammed his leg up there a little bit. Did you see that? He was limping a little bit there. and But didn't really didn't really look like that guy's tough as fucking nails. Let's just throw that out there right now. Jose Abreu like refuses to not play every day. And if he's got to be really fucked up to not play. Listen, any guy that is willing to eat a passport, a fake passport on a plane so that he can make sure that he gets away from Cuba and gets to, you know, to have his opportunity to come to the United States, you know, that dude is tough and you know that dude, you are going to have to fight him tooth and nail to get him out of the lineup. And I don't know who's going to, who, who, out there could possibly win that fight against Jose Abreu there. But like you said, Buzz, I mean, that dude is tough. And I mean, he's, his arms got to be, you know, falling off for him to not be in the line about there. But uh, you know, that guy, he just, he, he just does it every single night, man. Yeah. It's just like a respect thing too. Is like, you, you know, you meet people in, in your life throughout day to day and like guys that don't like miss work at all. Like if you're sick and you're dying, I go to work. I I make sure I go to work. And obviously injuries are a big part of the game and they happen. But like you said, the dude's got to be like Monty Python and like completely have his limbs chopped off to not fucking play in the game. Um, More into the scoring here after Abreu triples the deep center Mercedes singled to center to score Abreu. Your mean Mercedes continues to do what he does going into the bottom of the second Billy Hamilton triples to deep center that'll score Andrew Vaughn uh hat throws a wild pitch which scores Hamilton so the Sox go up four to one in the bottom of the second run into a little bit of trouble in the top of the third where Donaldson singles to right that scores uh two so then it's four three and then that was the Vaughn home run in the bottom of the fourth which scored a which scored Yasmani Grandal after 
Grandal had walked. Going into the bottom of the fourth as well, Anderson singles the shallow right center. Billy Hamilton scores. Abreu singles the left. Anderson and Madrigal score. Abreu to second. Bottom of the fifth, Grandal homers to right. And that's what I want to stop real quick and talk about. Yaz has a swag right now, man. I think he's starting to find it a little bit, and, and which is nice because we've, we've talked about the on-base percentage and just how cool and tough it is that he still gets on base, but we all have said here we want him to start hitting the ball. We need him to start doing that as well. Getting on base is great. That's fantastic, but we want him to be the player that we know he can be. Sitting at a three <laughs> a 384 clip of getting on base, his on-base percentage is 384, but two games in a row, two massive bombs. Are you seeing anything different in his approach, or do you just think that it's it's just finally coming to him? He swung the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's it's pretty cut and dry from that standpoint. I saw a stat uh, earlier on in the weekend. He has the lowest swing percentage of any player in the major leagues by close to 10%. He's just simply not swinging the bat very much now. You know, the walks, the aforementioned walks that you talked about here, they've been nice from that standpoint. Obviously, you would rather have that than making outs, but I think there definitely are certain instances where he does need to be more aggressive and look to do damage like he has done the last two nights. And I tell you what, you know, that that Yaz left-handed bat drop, everybody wants to talk about the Yohan Mankata bat drop. That Yaz bat drop is pretty damn sexy as hell. And I personally am wondering, has Nani recovered from being able to witness that live in person here tonight? Uh, rip to Nani. <laughs> I have no idea. He, he posted a video on, on Twitter and he was freaking out about it. Go check him out at Nani Johnny. He had some uh, cool live videos today from the game. Wait, where attended. did he post this thing? Uh, on Oh, oh yeah. You, I'm sorry. It's a social media platform that kind of sucks, honestly. It's, hmm. uh, you know, you think you get a lot of baseball talk, but you get a lot of crazy shit. So, you know, you got to kind of filter it in and out of what you want to see. But Socks on Tap crew bring you Socks on Tap and White Sox coverage. So, I mean, they should just check this out. Is, is, um, is, is this something that maybe I should hop onto here and get, you know, caught up with all the rest of the cool kids nowadays? No. No, you're, <laughs> you know, you're not missing anything. You're not missing anything at all besides, uh, you know, we're not going to get into it. Just just don't. For your mental health, just don't. Um, so after the uh, Grandal home run, Mankata singles to right center. Hamilton, again, it's like the fifth time I've said his name. Hamilton score, scores, and so does Vaughn. Anderson gets to third. That'll end the inning there. It's it's 12-3 Sox at this point, man. It's 12-3 Sox here. Polanco reaches on an infield single. That'll score Cruz in the top of the sixth. Um, Evan Marshall walked in a run. Um, they're in the top of the sixth as well. Reyes singled to center. Kepler scored and Polanco scored. Simmons to third. That's in the also top of the sixth. So it's 12-7. I never lost faith. I didn't think they were going to come back and do anything. But Grandal scores. Hamilton gets the second base on a pass ball by Garver. It's 13-7. That's, that's it for the scoring besides Donaldson in the top of the ninth. They're singling to right. In a rare score in there, um, but that's it. Trevor Larnark actually recorded his first hit tonight, and he's a pretty highly touted prospect. Um, you know, uh, he recorded his first hit against the Sox, but it wasn't enough because the Twins suck and they couldn't do anything about it. I mean, it was just an on offensive onslaught tonight, man. I mean, it, it, it's just good to see the Sox doing this because as their pitching has been fairly dominant recently. You know, I mean, obviously you had a couple hiccups here and there. But uh, and, and it's not like Keuchel in five and two thirds had a great game. He let up eight hits, six runs, all of them earned. He walked one, he struck out one, he let up the home run to uh, 
to uh, Nelson Cruz there. But other than that, dude, I mean, I, I can't complain too much. The Sox offense put the pitching – like the pitching really had to fuck up to lose this game, and it didn't happen. You're you're right, Buzz. You know, the offense really did carry the load here tonight. But I, I do want to touch on something here with Dallas Keuchel. And I – you know, I've, I've been a little bit hard on him here in recent weeks. And the fact that he was handed a 12-3 to lead – and he couldn't get out of the sixth inning. And he forced this bullpen to, you know, maybe be a little bit more exerted than it should have been given the scenario here. Uh, forcing Evan Marshall to come into a tough spot. And Evan Marshall didn't do himself any favors here, walking two guys and keeping up a base hit to Luis Arise to make this game, you know, somewhat interesting. Um, but, you know, the fact of the matter that that Dallas wasn't able to just take the ball then and just shove it up the Twins' ass with the 12-3 lead and get through minimum of six innings, I, I was very discouraged by that, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, and the, the fact of the matter is, once again here, the fastball command was not particularly great from, from Dallas. And this is something that, while ultimately didn't impact the outcome of the game here tonight, continuing to do this on a frequent basis, the way he has been his last couple of starts is something that will be problematic down the road here. So Dallas, you got to clean this up. You got to go out there. You got to command that fastball and you got to start giving this team more length. I know your last start out or, you know, yeah, that start out against the Cleveland Indians where, you know, you gave up the four earned runs and you were able to get through the seven innings here, but you got to tighten this up and you got to go out there and you got to shove when you get handed a nine run lead. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. Da- I mean, I'm not ready to hit the panic button on Keuchel yet, but I am, I'm a little concerned just how he's performed so far this year. He had a really good outing. What was it? Two outings ago. was his really good outing. Yeah. In uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. 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 That was, his, that was a really good outing that he had. Um, you know, it's just kind of been hot and cold with him so far this, this season. Um, but you know, Thank God, like I said, the Sox offense was able to, you know, to uh, give him cushion. So if if it did get fucked up, they were, you know, way far ahead for where the Twins were kind of couldn't reach him. But like you said, Evan Marshall comes in. He doesn't even I don't think Marshall even recorded an out. tonight. He did not. He did not. You know, and I think that's really the sign of a good team is you see in, in a particular night where maybe your pitching doesn't do the job that they have been doing for so much of the season here. The offense really picks up the load. And for a good portion of, of the season here, we saw things kind of flipped, flipped around a little bit when the offense wasn't hitting, particularly with runners in scoring position, and the pitchers were carrying the load. So, But when you got a good, solid, well-balanced team here, one side will pick up the other when, when the other is down. So being able to see that here tonight, that's definitely a positive. Yeah, absolutely. So after we get out of that, we have Hoyer coming. He goes uh, one and a third. He lets up two hits, um, you know, no runs, strikes out one, does his job. Jose Ruiz comes in. A lot of praise for Jose Ruiz on social media platforms and whatnot. Um, I mean, dude has just been really good, man. Fucking nails. Like just, I mean, crisp, fastballs working for him. I, I like what I'm seeing out of Ruiz, which is, <laughs> I didn't think I'd say that, Steve. I really didn't. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think me and you would be talking about Jose Ruiz impressing. And here I find myself talking about Jose Ruiz impressing. He's He's been very good. He's gone out there and he's really had a mentality of, hey, I'm just going to go right at hitters 
I'm going to attack, attack, attack with the fastball and, and that slider. And he's doing the job. And I don't know if maybe there's some maybe slight tweak that he and Ethan Katz have made to make him a little bit more effective. But it's it's interesting. And, and you mentioned that you didn't think that you would ever be at a point where you'd be talking about Jose Ruiz being an effective reliever here. And I've told this story a couple times here. And I remember watching him down in Birmingham in July of 2018 when he was in double A and just being very impressed by what I saw from him and thinking that this was a guy that had the stuff to be a high leverage major league reliever. Obviously from 2018, 2019 and 2020 that didn't materialize something maybe has clicked here to where he's putting himself in a position to maybe start moving up into more higher leverage situations here, given some of the struggles again of guys like Aaron Marshall and the inconsistencies of Cody Hoyer and and some of the other guys within the bullpen here. So this could be an opportunity for Jose Ruiz to take the bull by the horns and get into some higher leverage spots, given the way that he's performing. Right, right. I do want to touch on uh, Liam Hendricks here a little bit too, because that is when my nerves started to kick up a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. i be honest with you. I, I thought that it was unreachable. And, and the crazy thing is, is I had texted you, all the information to like to start the post game. And I'm like, and I had everything typed up already Had everything typed up already. Like, okay. Yeah. We came out here. We destroyed these son of a bitches. No problem. Piece of cake. Twins suck. Ha ha Ted. And you know, I, I'm like, Oh no. And, you know, Liam's just not looking crisp again, but I felt like Steve, I saw a light, like a light bulb go off with him after, you know, he let up two hits, man. Uh, he let up uh, a run. After that, he ends up striking everybody out. I mean, just and like emotion on the mound too, just like making sure like he was heard and he he was coming for these boys, and he did. I want to see more of that, Liam Hendricks. I, I'm I'm getting sick and tired of the Liam Hendricks that is uh you know making me have to defend him or or say it's going to come around because it's it's getting a little nerve wracking with him, man. But I hey, he got out of it. He got out of it, but it, it, we've seen this a couple times this year. By a couple, I mean countless. You're you're right. Listen, he certainly has not been the lights out reliever that most of us anticipated he would be coming into the season. I think part of it has certainly been a function of going three and four days at a time without seeing consistent work. That's something Steve Stone talked about, and he likes to use the age old adage that you know closers will rust away before they will wear away. Um, so, you know, getting him some regular work definitely would be beneficial to him. I'm sure uh, Twins fan Ken was probably just pounded the keyboard there when Hendricks was struggling and given the fact that uh, his boy, you know, had a one, two, three inning here. I'm sure that probably didn't help things at all on, on the socials tonight, I assume. Uh, yeah, there, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things that probably wouldn't help on the socials with that whole situation that we will talk about off air. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you that much, but uh, you know, I do want to touch on Jay Hap too. I put out a uh, I put out a tweet today on, on on the social media platform, and it was basically just giving these the stats that Jay Hap has been putting has put out lately. And you know, there's uh, some Twins fans chirping, you know, letting us know, oh, well, you're you know, Hap's coming up, you know, Hap's the uh, Hap's the guy that's killing it right now, and you know, how'd before, that work out? Oh, it worked out real good for us. That's for damn yeah. sure. For them, not so not so good. No bueno for them. But Hap came in in his five starts before tonight, a 1.91 ERA, 28 and a third innings pitch, 16 strikeouts. He's only walked eight. And I put in this tweet, unfortunately, 
The Sox against left-handed starters are slashing 300, 386, 495 with 11 home runs and 64 ribbies. Well, I put prepared to get wrecked afterwards, and that's exactly what happened, Steve. Jay Happ, after coming into this game in his five starts with his 1.91 ERA, he has now jumped up to a 4.26 ERA. He let up nine earned runs <laughs> today, and he only went three and a third. So if you're watching this on live stream right now, take that. That's what I like to I, see. I, I, I tell you, you hate to see it, but more importantly, you love to see it. I absolutely love to see it, Steve. I absolutely love to see it, man. It was fantastic. This is something that I, I think you and I have bonded about a million times because, you know, there's a lot of Sox fans with, like, their – hatred and disdain for the Cubs and don't get me wrong. I don't like them. I don't, I don't like them, but I get way more fucking hyped when we beat the shit out of the twins or the Indians. I, I, and I know you're the same way. Like I, no question. I'm on cloud nine when this shit happens. No question. This is like, like it's like I say in the intro to the show here, it all state, it all starts taking care of business in house beating the Minnesota twins. That's where it all starts right here. So going in here, First two meetings of the year, asserting yourself, taking these two wins. That's a great way to get this thing started. The Twins are now nine games back of the Sox. So granted, it is still very early here, but a nine-game deficit is pretty sizable at this point. Um, by no means does does this mean that the Twins are dead and buried yet as much as I would like them to be. Um, you know, somebody check on, on good old Teddy Schwarz, you know, see if he's uh, up near that ledge yet. But for a little bit of context here, and because I, I heard some, I, I've been hearing some things, some people saying that, you know, you got a chance to bury the Twins. Let's go back in the time machine here. 15 years ago, oh boy. 2006, the White Sox were the defending World Series champions. On May 27th, the Twins were 12 and a half games out of first. On June 10th, they were seven games under 500, their low mark for the season. They were 11 and a half games out of first. The Minnesota Twins then went on to win 96 games and win the Central Division. So just a, a word of caution here for everybody. Crazy shit has happened before here. So kick them while they're down. You got this one more game tomorrow, and then you get three in Minneapolis next week. Let's find a way to get four out of these five games, and and the Sox will be in a much better position. Yeah, absolutely. Or excuse me, excuse me, three out of these four. Right, I, I absolutely agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, in the AL Central standings, the Sox are up one game over the Cleveland Indians right now. So while we do have a cushion on the Minnesota Twins, we don't have a very good cushion on Cleveland. Um, you know, so we got to keep winning ball games here and keep you know running it up. I mean, the Cubs couldn't come through in the clutch today and help us out because they're jagoffs. So that, that kind of blows, but you know, Hey, it is what it is. We got to look at what's in front of us. And uh, tomorrow, Steve, what's in front of us is a Lance Lynn start our bulldog on the mound at three and one, the 1.52 ERA 29 and two third innings pitched this year. He's let up 21 hits. He struck out 35. He's walked eight. He's let up two. Um, <clears throat> Two long balls. He's going up against Michael Pineda. Two and one, 2.43 ERA, 33 and a third innings pitch, 25 hits let up, 32 strikeouts for him, seven walks. He's let up six long balls. So going into tomorrow, it's an early start, I believe. Yeah, it's a 1.10 p.m. Central Time start, Steve. So you're going to have a quick turnaround here 
from from tonight, um, you know, about 14 hours. So I'm assuming you probably don't see Yasmani Grandal tomorrow. You know, uh, we just pitched Liam Hendricks 20, what was it, 26 pitches, something like that. So, um, you know, you might not see him tomorrow, Steve. So, I mean, the Sox need to come out and be crisp and get to Pineda right away. Couple couple things here. So, yeah, I definitely don't see a scenario in which Yasmani Grandal will be behind the plate tomorrow. Um, as it relates to Liam Hendricks, look, we saw this during the postseason series with the A's last year. I think it was in game two. He went out there and he threw like 40-some pitches, and then he went out and closed closed out the series the next day. That's so, true. you know, the, the 25, 26 pitches, whatever it was he threw tonight, I don't necessarily know that that is going to prohibit him from being on the mound in a safe situation here tomorrow. As it relates to the starting pitchers, I personally think that this game tomorrow is going to be really the antithesis of what we saw tonight. I think we're going to see a, a lower-scoring outing. Uh, the fact is, historically, the Sox have really struggled with Michael Pineda. He he goes at them pretty aggressively. He's got that really hard-biting splitter that has given the Sox problems historically. So I don't necessarily think that they're going to go out and score nine runs again tomorrow the way that they have the last four games. However, if they do, well, listen, that would be great. But I think that given this team's versatility here, they need to be prepared to maybe win a little bit of a lower-scoring game here tomorrow. Right, right. I mean – you have a good point there. I mean, with the quick turnaround and stuff like that, we'll, we'll have to definitely see what happens. But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely hoping for the sweep, for a sweep here, Steve. Um, I, oh I know that God! Oh, I, I, I don't want it. I need it. I need it bad. I need that shit injected into my veins. I, I would, dude. I'm going to talk so much shit on DefCon Five because you brought up our friend uh, uh, Ted, and he was radio silent. Yeah, l- listen. I, I would just like to implore. <laughs> Any anybody watching, listening to this program here, if you have this social media, what what is it called? Twatter is is Twatter is, is that yeah twa- yeah it's Twatter dot it's Twatter dot gov. Okay, okay, but yeah. whatever this this platform is that all the kids are using nowadays, if you're a Sox fan, get an old Teddy Boy's mentions over there and give him hell because. He likes to run his mouth a lot. This is a guy that was, you know, saying before the season that um, I thought I read something about, you know, when the White Sox have injuries and their paper thin depth causes them to finish in third place, I'm going to have a nice laugh or something to that effect. Well, Teddy boy, I'm not sure that the depth that you thought the twins had has really materialized here. So, you know, guys, like I said, feel free to give Teddy boy hell. Yeah, he's 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 very upset. Um, he the last thing he is tweeted, he mad online. He's yeah, he's mad online. Uh, among the things predicted for the Minnesota Twins this season, them being completely abysmal with no end in sight by May twelfth, certainly wasn't one of them. So poor Teddy has lost his uh his love for the game. It seems um, he didn't even tweet once during the game, which is pretty fantastic if you ask me. Um, Look he, on, on the on the plus side, on the plus side for Teddy, you can't lose in the postseason. If you don't make it, even if they did, they lose again. It is what it is. You know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pick to click uh, for tomorrow, man. If, if, you know, I know we don't have a lineup or anything, but you know, who you think might be in. I am going to go with uh, the Yerminator. Ooh. 
Okay, I don't think anybody's taken Mercedes as a pick to click in a it's, minute. It's been a it's been a little while since I've since I've taken him here, but uh, you know he he's never seen Michael Pineda before, so I think that maybe he's not going to go in there with any kind of preconceived notions about how he's going to be attacked, and I think he's just going to go up there, see ball, hit ball, and hit ball real hard, real far. Yeah, I'm going to go Nick Madrigal tomorrow, Steve. I, I feel like you know he didn't have the greatest game uh, tonight. Um, you know, at, at the plate there. So, you know, he, he five at bats, he only had one hit and he struck out once, which is rare. And I'll give him credit where credit's due. It's rare that Nick Madrigal strikes out, but I feel like tomorrow after a quick turnaround will be a game that benefits him. So I think, uh, I think I'm going to go Nick Madrigal tomorrow as my pick to click. That's really all I have, man. You got anything else before we ride out here? Get that sweet baby. I want it. I need it. I have to have it. I echo, I echo that. I echo that. And then move into Kansas City and beat the shit out of them too, because the Sox are eight and two in their last ten. So let, let's keep this fucking train rolling. Let's let's kick, keep it rolling. Kick them while they are down. Step on their throats. Absolutely agree with that. Everybody, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap at on Tap Sportsnet. Follow me at Buzz on Tap and following NWI Steve at twatter.gov. <laughs> uh, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Some variation of us will be back tomorrow after the Sox beat the Twins and get the sweep because they can't touch us. White Sox forever. What's for life?